0: Hi and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with a third eye. And I'm still our Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we are going to talk about the topic of addiction. And I put out there um, if if you go out on Facebook and like the Telepathic TV page, um, I had sent out a request for um, topics that people would like to hear, and this is one of them, and we'll be doing another 20 or so over the next 20 weeks. So that's yeah. what we're doing tonight.
0: Yeah, excellent. And in Mayan today, it's nine Aqbal, the uh, self-existing dream, which is an interesting concept. We can coordinate the calendar with the uh, placement of the four subject. Four or nine? Nine, nine
1: self-existing is four.
0: Correct. My, uh, I meant to say planetary, but oh, okay. that's, that turns out to be in so introspection, which is dream. how I came yeah. up with uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it's good for. And this is an excellent topic for a self existing planet, planetary dream, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, addiction is um, there's the expression addictive personality. You have an addictive personality, which is Mm -hmm. not really insulting because it means absolutely nothing, because there is no human being that does not have an addictive personality unless. This is someone who does not seek pleasure in any form, and as someone that is extremely grumpy and seeks to be miserable is still seeking what they consider to be pleasure. It's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. There is no human being who does not have an addictive personality, okay? You're free from that. Yes, true, false, no, you're still, okay. Nonetheless, Well, go ahead. Also.
1: I- if we look at everything as being of divine origin, mm-hmm. everything had a, a source, then it got maybe muddled and, and uh, foggy further downstream. Uh. We have a subconscious mind, which is like an autopilot. that. For instance, we learn how to drive a car. It goes into the subconscious. The subconscious drives the car for us so our mind can look at directions and the scenery or the conversation we're having or shaving or putting on makeup or whatever it is we do when we drive. Well, I feel a lot of addiction starts out that way too. So if we install a craving for something, then we can delegate a portion of our personality or our psyche to go find that substance for us or that behavior or that person or whatever that is and then what happens is we've created this separate little piece of us that will continually act out on a program that's usually started from some lack or fear or pain or trauma from our past and it becomes a personality all of its own and goes out there and has to have that alcohol or that drug or that person and so if we reverse engineer it and find, find, uh, trace it back to its original origin, saying that this was me assigning a piece, a subset of me to monitor this, then we can then become commander of that and tell it a different program.
0: Oh, excellent. And your EFT would help with that a good deal. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I have definitely worked with uh, cravings and uh, addictions and stuff with EFT mm-hmm. it works very well and I think as with everything else it's really important to find what the, the source causes what is the program that is causing that subset of you to act out that command repeatedly what is the short circuit it doesn't just happen there is some belief that you have that put that in place
0: well there's habit there's programming and a number of other things so Addiction is uh, based on not having, okay? And that's the way we're brought up. And that's what drives everyone. And you can see how endemic it is. The entire of our world is based on addiction. It's simply the way it works. And, and that's because nobody can have any self-worth. Uh, you can have a trillion dollars in your personal bank account with uh, uh, an equal amount in currency and you still won't have enough. Uh, it's just ridiculous the way we've been brought up. So we've said many times on this program, would you change the word future to the word trust? In the trust, I will have everything that I desire. In the trust, I will be uh, brilliant and well healed. And That's great. Yeah, we really do have to take a hold of the way in which we think and change it. Uh, we are subjected to now hundreds of generations of programming, uh, this, this brainwashing of programming that we have. Um, like I can remember when I was a kid, dad walked around and turned off all the lights because he was a depression child and didn't want to have all of the money he was earning flow out through the electric current in the house. And I catch myself doing that. And I go, oh, that's advanced brainwashing, progressed brainwashing right there. Not that, it, not that we wouldn't conserve lights, and I'm not saying to just turn on all the lights and go, there, talking about I'm the free of all this stuff, there we go. Yeah, so, no, it is the idea of defeating this lack mentality that's endemic, uh, low self-esteem mentality that's endemic in all of us. It's, now, Deepak Chopra put down yeah. a very profound premise, which is that, um, uh, we're all pleasure seekers. And then once you've been made guilty for seeking pleasure, you are then addicted. OK, so, well, addicted, that's really a word. What about habit? Oh, yeah, OK. Well, what about programmed? You know, that, so that's all the same thing. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's not different degrees of the same thing. It's the same thing. You would like to believe these words are one stronger and one's weaker. I, it's only a habit. I can drop it like a an overheated spud. What? What? Now, this does appear to be my lifetime to have released huge numbers of addictions. Quit smoking, I don't know how many times, finally quit smoking. Um, let me start in a different place. I did all the drugs in the world. I did you know all, anything except alcohol. I was never interested in alcohol whatsoever because the, this is not my lifetime for that. I went back and reviewed my lifetime for that where I drank myself to death, which is always uh, quite a thing to, undertake so as your life's about you mission.
1: Removed, you reviewed a past life where you did that. It sounded like you reviewed this life.
0: In the reviewing of this life, having access to past lives right. is a very different thing. You didn't thing. drink
1: yourself to death in this life, obviously. No,
0: got shot to death in this lifetime, but did not drink myself to death, unless you want to do it with water, well, which takes a real fortitude.
1: Well, something that I think is very important, and you brought it up, and it was Deepak Chopra that was quoting someone that said addic- addiction, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, pleasure plus guilt equals addiction, and what yeah. that's saying is we are made so guilty for being happy, for having pleasure. And I just think it's important that we should expand on, and expound on that one, that point, yeah, that's because very it important. is very vital. Mm-hmm. We uh, are made to feel guilty. So let's take alcohol for instance. It is something when you're a teenager and you first discover you can drink this, and it's like, whoa! I feel different. I feel fun. This is this is uh, you know a good time having fun with this. And then what happens is we get caught. Let me just finish this point oh, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, get, we get caught drinking, we're shamed for it, or, oh, you're not supposed to do that, or, or whatever happens to us, and then all of a sudden this shame and guilt get infused with that. So w- even when we have guilt and shame there, when we do what we do, we never get pleasure. And that's why and how we get addicted to certain foods. Let's say it's chocolate cake, you're addicted to chocolate. Well, it's because every time you eat it, you become that critical parent or whoever that was that made you feel ashamed for that. So as fast as you're eating it, you are negating it in your head and calling it poison and making yourself guilty so you have no sense of satisfaction from it. So then you crave the experience again to get that satisfaction. So that is really how that mechanism works. And I know we have a-
0: Yeah, and then your body tells you, you tell your body it's eating poison I know, and your body that's, reacts that's that it, That's yeah. why I was it. saying well, your intestines
1: yeah. shut down because all mm-hmm. your thoughts about it, your body thinks it's poison. Okay.
0: Yeah. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hi Hello, caller. Hi. Hi, what's your name?
2: My name is Kathy.
0: Kathy, what can we do for you?
2: Hi, I'm a first time caller and oh. I've been watching your show for a couple months now. Oh. And I really, I really like your show. and. You guys have been coaches and mentors to me for the past few months. Hey, fist oh pump. thank
1: you. Fist um, oh, okay. I, I have a
2: question <laughs> or um I had a dream and I was wondering if you can, you know, help me clarify it. I don't really sure. know if it's a dream, but um it was kind of in a a meditative kind of wake meditative uh-huh. sleep state.
0: We understand.
2: And um I had to put my cat to sleep um, a couple a couple weeks ago, and about a few days after I had put him to sleep, I was laying on my bed, on my back, and kind of just, you know, laying there half asleep, half awake,
0: There's and I felt cat.
2: him step on my, my chest, like he used to get up on my chest and walk on me, and I felt something in my... My left hand, like touched my left pinky finger, and I was wondering, I was wondering what that was all about.
0: <laughs> well, it is. There, there are many correct answers to that. One, part of it is a memory you had that played. That was just simply a memory. Your body, something set that off, because it was on the chest, because it was representing the heart. That was kind of the weight uh, of what you felt. Um, as, speaking as a person who has died and remembered having died and remembered what happened on the other side, your cat is in a far better place and will um, without a doubt incarnate at a higher frequency. The, uh, when we human beings take in an animal to make them our pet, they advance so rapidly in their development that when they, after they disincarnate and they reincarnate again, they'll reincarnate in a much higher place. Although you can call the same animal spirit, if you're particularly enamored enamored of this cat, you can call that spirit back and just go pick out a kitten, and the kitten will download the the soul stuff of the previous cat, which is true. You can call that being back.
1: Well, another thing uh, that I have uh, observed in my own experience, in that state of being half awake, half asleep, you literally are in the same room but you are vibrating at another frequency. When we cross over, and I am of the the experience in the mind that it's not like animals are inferior life forms that will progress into being a human being and that we all went through those stages of, of a spiritual evolution. I think that's just uh, taking our ideas of our physical evolution and projecting them into the spirit world. I feel all spirit is spirit and it's we're all part of one thing. and, and uh-huh how we break off and and all that is irrelevant really in the grand scheme but we are in a higher frequency and when we pass out of our body how we how we die is we start vibrating faster than our body is vibrating and so the part of us that is vibrating our spirit vibrates out of the body but it's just in a dimensional plane that is fairly close by especially right afterwards and so I think you raise your vibration by being in your sleep state and the cat was right there, and you were perceiving your cat. So, so uh-huh. um, really trust that. Yeah. Know that that's a very valid and true thing. Um, I have countless stories, and we will be doing a show on animals in the near future and communication from animals and spirits. So, I it, uh-huh. it would be lovely to have you tune in for that. I think you'd find it very interesting.
2: Yeah, I I had um, I had actually felt him, you know, pressing mm-hmm. on my chest and everything, as if he was absolutely right there.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I One time would. I rented an apartment in Manhattan <coughs> and lay down on the bed finally after I got everything moved, and a cat definitely got on the bed and walked across me. And so I do agree mm-hmm. and would have been in that state, which is another method yeah, of well, understanding. Well, there's a lot of answers and, yeah. and all
1: that. Yeah, but, but thank uh, you. Thank you because yeah. I know a lot of people have that experience, and we will be doing a show um, dedicated to that coming up. So mm-hmm. maybe you can call in again then. and. Share if you have any other stories? And you can then consciously go into that higher vibrational state in that meditation, and um, and and be able to feel it. But animals definitely are still around, even if their bodies aren't.
0: Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. That was and a for lovely calling. call. It was lovely we appreciate to hear that. From you. Yeah. And now uh, addiction is this, uh, mm-hmm. the idea of ending an addiction, one that's harming you. Mm-hmm. Okay is a very important concept and there isn't much tutelage on the subject that exists more or less, period. It's um, cold turkey is about the option. Mm. (laughs) Or or you can go into rehab, which is where you're talked down slowly and the doses are lessened until. So as I said, in this lifetime, it seems to be the point at which I chose this lifetime to get rid of myriads of addictions and um, so one story that I like to tell about this and then I'd like to address another method of doing this, but let me just get this one in. I, I, went, I decided to quit smoking cigarettes. I went to the grocery store about an, a mile walk and um, consciously chose not to buy cigarettes. I got home, uh, had dinner, had this great desire for a cigarette, and I said, well, how much am I gonna have to suffer with this giving up cigarettes? And the voiceover came through the ceiling and said, what well, do I have to make all your decisions for you? You decide how much you have to suffer about giving up cigarettes. And I said, fine, I'm not gonna suffer at all. And I haven't, and that was going on 20 years ago, further back in time than that. And I, I uh, maybe for 10 years of it, I'd have a desire for a cigarette uh, once or twice a year at most, and I cannot remember the last time I had a desire for a cigarette. So there's the formula. You're making all of your decisions about your life. So if you want to decide to stop something. Now, that's just the physical addiction. We're not talking about, there's many other addictions, behavioral well, addictions. We'll ta- so yeah. go ahead well, on whatever you want to say. Well,
1: I, you know, Let's not go too, too rapidly over things because there, there are a lot to say on each subject, the physical mm-hmm. addictions. What happens is your body will take as normal whatever you program it to be. Okay, so let's say, um, oh, also, your body and your, your emotional body are very, very overlapping and interactive. So, to me, when I work with people with addictions, is I look to find out what is that, what does that addiction represent? Because if your body and, or your psyche is projecting that that alcohol represents your freedom from self-judgment, or your freedom from oppression or control from other people or whatever that represents to you, happiness, love, if you find what that represents and then heal that, then the addiction is just is just um, uh, a response to whatever that, that is and will therefore go away very simply. I feel that if it's harming you, it's always having to do with a guilt. Neville was talking about when an addiction becomes harmful to you, and then ways to get rid of it is it you can get a clue by how it's harming you and that is an old guilt that is harming you so if you drink yourself to the point where you're becoming ill that's one of the clues for you to find out what does that alcohol represent to you what does it represent and what did you do that you are punishing yourself with what that represents. Mm-hmm. So if it represents love, you're punishing yourself with love, so some part of you feels you don't deserve love. So what's really important is to identify what it is. Once you do that, then the body no longer craves it. If, if your mind is telling you that alcohol is love and that's what your body hears all the time, and it knows it's requiring this love or whatever this is, it will keep drinking that alcohol with no awareness and consciousness of what it's doing to the rest of your body. So it's really a self-education and looking deeper into things. And you're right, we get addicted to a lot of things. We get addicted to food. I have a whole series called Healing from the Inside Out where we talk about that and the reasons why. We also get addicted to people. And I would say one of the biggest issues, and you probably have seen this in your career, Neville, especially of taking people back into past lives and such, is I hear a lot where people feel that they are addicted to a person and they can't seem to pull themselves away. And the relationship could be actually harming them. And I do feel that we get addicted to people and, and we think that we can't live without them. Mm -hmm. And so if you figure out what that person represents, does that person represent safety? Does it represent security? What does that person represent in your life? Then you're able to deal with the pain of what it really is, and you can let go of the person.
0: It'll very often be a parent issue. The person represents one parent or the other. Doesn't have so much to do with gender as we might imagine. But this concept, so the idea of um, Healing yourself from the addiction, and all addiction represents the idea of a nurtured joying, being enjoyed. Always, yeah. Yeah, and that's equally a factor in it. So, based on it being the um, uh, accepted um, process, what were you saying? There was um, some other points you were about to make. To go ahead and make it.
1: Uh, Well, I was talking about being addicted to people. (coughs) We were talking about the body will crave whatever that substance is and actually start thinking that it, it requires it in order to function. Addiction is just the belief that this substance, behavior or person is necessary for happiness, health or your very life. It's a oh. belief, it's always yeah. a belief. And what happens is we talk about addictions, we've given such life to addictions that sometimes we become addicted just by thinking we're addicted because we believe we're addicted, and we can change the belief. And I'm not talking about ignoring the addiction, I'm talking about literally believing that that object, person, thing, substance, has no power over me. But I I mean, there have been cases where people have um, abandoned their children, um, gave up everything because they fell so in love with this person and, and ran off or whatever, and that's not love because love always feels good, that's addiction. And remember, addiction is pleasure plus a guilt. And so pleasure never harms anyone. It's the guilt infusion that starts wreaking havoc in the world.
0: Absolutely. Uh, We beat each other severely with words, and one of the bigger bats that we have is the word addiction. Um, So you can say, well, I'm in the habit of, and then someone will go, oh, you're addicted to You just said so. And so, but as I was saying, I believe earlier in the program, habit, brainwashing, trending, you know, all of these words that um, just don't do us any good. Mm -hmm. The uh, concept of uh, freeing yourself from all this has to do with the idea of recognizing that you are a pleasure seeker and recognizing the place where you've found joy. So let's say that's the first hit off of a reefer. Am I giving my age away? All right, now, so, you, so the first time you ever got high on pot, oh, wow, that was amazing, yes, there was, oh, uh. And then every other time you've ever smoked pot, it has been to return to that moment that's of joy. True. That's true, But that moment of joy is yours, it's yours. It's not anything else, it's not the pot, it's yours. And that's where, that's, therein lies the healing, therein lies the ability to give this stuff up. Because once it is, because the side effect of the addiction, you know, everybody at, at the point where you walk into a room and you forget why you came in the room, or you smoked an entire joint and you can't remember if you smoked a joint or not, okay, that sort of thinking, okay, that's the point at which the addiction is doing you so much more harm than the joy of just being obliterated as to why you're in the room, okay? and. It appears to be early senility, but nonetheless, it remains true. So you can have this joy without the chemical application. So say now I've changed the subject and we're talking about the addiction to anger. Has anybody got an anger addiction? Okay, which is just passion without any rain on it, okay? So the anger addiction is another form of anesthetization that you've incorporated into you because when you're angry, you have no idea where you are or what you're doing. You really don't. You wake up in jail, restraining order, or some compulsion to buy flowers and apologize. Yeah, okay, so that's not doing you any good either. It's the idea to remain conscious. Fear, another keen addiction. Fear is an yeah. absence of, I'm just going over behaviors. Well,
1: yeah, I'd like to address some anger too before you move in. too quickly through. Um, one, one thing that, I, I mean, feel free to talk, just um, changing the subjects to... to um,
0: well, you can go over the same set if okay, you would like. go ahead then. Um, and uh, what was I, oh, what was I doing? Um, anger, oh, fear. Fear is, we've said a trillion times, the difference between um, fear. Fear is always missing information. If you can wake up when you're afraid, see, that's the real trick, to wake up when you're afraid to wake up before you light the cigarette, wake up before you take the drink. Okay, so if you are afraid, and you can just snap your fingers and wake up, you'll realize that it's missing information. Fear is missing information. And so, I'm afraid. Download the missing information. There, okay. That's nothing to be afraid of. I'm in a car, it's going towards a wall. I can turn the steering wheel. Ah, brilliant. Exactly, whatever you're afraid of, you can do. They'll come and get me. Really? (laughs) You can disincarnate if that actually happened. You know, we're we're totally in command of our life. The future is safe. The future is not the past. This idea of keeping ourselves anesthetized constantly by an unending stream of a variation of addiction. okay? it just doesn't service. This is not what we came here to do. We came here to found and advance our planet. That's what we're here for. The planet, everybody knows somewhere deep inside that the planet's supposed to be a different place because we were here. Supposed to be a better place, pardon the word, supposed. It will be a better place because we are here. This is the way it works. Have you seen the kids? They're unbelievably brilliant. We did a good job. We compared to our parents, unbelievably brilliant. We're just advanced. That's the way this whole thing works. It's going like a locomotive, and yet we're beaten by guilt, which makes the world go around. By the way, guilt makes the world go around.
1: Speaking of, yeah. if I can jump in sure. about the addictions, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about uh, when addiction turns to self-harm. Yeah. If we're looking at addiction as really pleasure, um, that it's pleasure that has gone bad, it's turned south, it's gone, it's gone yeah, terrible. Of, yeah. Well, what would give us any kind of? Um, desire or even the propensity to harm ourselves it's because we feel guilty we feel mm-hmm. ashamed of something and if you look at a lot of uh religious beliefs um particularly c- catholic um guilt it's it's just an expression that everybody just uses CG. that we feel guilty about any form of pleasure and and actually most religions carry some form of that that we're supposed to not be okay uh, that pleasure is not supposed to be okay for us that we will want it and pleasure is somehow some devil or demon that's tempting us away from the good so every time we have pleasure when we have that belief we've got that programmed into our subconscious and unconscious mind that pleasure automatically equals shame and guilt and guess what happens when we feel ashamed and guilty we punish ourselves and so whether that's through cirrhosis of the liver or through um, an abusive relationship, or through anger and then getting locked up in jail because we're addicted to anger. The idea is to replace this idea that we are guilty when we feel pleasure, when we are happy. And if you can get to that core thing, which is in our mass subconscious and unconscious mind, because Mm -hmm. it's our religious beliefs for the longest time, that's really the key to it. So it is okay for me to feel good and I think a lot of the remedies that we have for physical addiction, which although wonderful, the 12-step methods I think are powerful and they work for a lot of people, I think eventually there comes a time when, when it's good to declare yourself healed. And I'm not saying to go back to drinking. I'm not saying that that works for everybody to declare themselves healed because you really have to get out of the, the world of guilt in order to get to that location. But you talked about addicted to being angry if we look at that, it's a reactive thing. And Mm. in the work that I do with people, the emotional tapping that I do, I've noticed that, and I notice within myself, when I'm having a reaction, that's always some kind of a trigger point in with that. And anger is a reaction often. When we get angry, somebody cuts us off in traffic, And we're oh I've got to go like you were talking about the video that someone cut someone off and then they cut them off and then they got out of the car and had a fist fight now that's never about what was going on there it's this buildup of anger that we carry around and so it may look like we're addicted to the anger but really we just keep getting triggered more triggered more triggered until we take care of that issue within us so a lot of times that that is what I feel well, and yeah,
0: and that's that comes ultimately to the inherent feeling of powerlessness that all human beings have, mm-hmm. that none of which happens to be true, because right at this very moment, at this very moment, you are creating, let me see, a hundred percent of your reality. And at this point, that includes Mary and I talking to you. You're creating us. You think we're in a studio someplace. No. you're the one who's creating us, and you created us to hear this because you can finally hear it. We have done this show for a very long time, and we have taught a lot of people a lot of things. Not necessarily does anyone know this, but the truth remains that you get a great deal out of this show, you might not be able to remember it, you might not be able to remember where it came from or who exactly said it, but so long as it goes into the cabeza and you begin to recreate your life as a powerful you Instead of floating along, waiting to be told what to do, waiting to, we've said there's one and only one authority figure on this planet, and that is Y-O-U. So when your boss says, go to Japan and make a deal, you're the one that tells your legs to go to the airport and get on the plane and go to Japan and learn 15 or 17 words in Japanese so you look like a total idiot. But nonetheless, rather than just owning that you don't speak Japanese, but I'm back now. And my whole point is that it comes up to you to decide to make changes. This is what everything is about. And to become a better you is to change the habit of the life that you're in. Whether the habit is addiction to drugs or addiction to anger or this program on addiction specifically is the idea of letting you release this because it's not doing you any good. And hanging on to it just means you're unconscious. So one, two, three in your conscious, you ready? One, two, three, you're awake. Okay, and you can now change anything and everything in your life by dreaming a new life. What's happening in your life today is what you've dreamt somewhere in the past. What's going to happen tomorrow is yes, what you've dreamt in the past, but very specifically what you're gonna dream tonight. Don't worry about nightmares or any of the rest of that, but the, the faculty by which we create our life is much more in dream time and in the we'll do a show on that subject yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: this, uh, there's a lot just contained within this subject for sure oh yeah absolutely well, one thing about us as as people as as beings as human beings is we really are compartments of different people we are we have parts that we section off and give it tasks to do so that our consciousness can be focusing on these new things We have a whole system that regulates our breathing, our temperature, our heart rate, so that we don't have to think about that. Then a whole section that holds the alphabet and and everything that we read, so that we can be free. It's like having a bunch of of, uh, servants, really, within us that are taking care of things. Now, here is the thing, and, and this is why I believe that sometimes we can have addictions come to us and that it is for our spiritual growth because it puts us in touch with the commander of all these selves. And we can call that our higher self, we can call it our will, we can call it uh, our resolve or whatever it is, but what happens is sometimes addictions are designed to take us to our rock bottom, to, to be as fragmented as we get, to the point where we say, I've had enough, and then we get our commander up online that pulls it all back. And I really feel it's not the diet that makes you lose weight it's becoming the commander stepping into the role of the commander that helps you to lose weight and that's true with it, with any kind of addiction letting go of addiction as well
0: yeah. and they
1: call it a recovery process and I can see why why it's called addiction recovery and all that but essentially if you call it addiction commanding like becoming mm-hmm. a commander of these little parts of you that have their own will seemingly that's very true. going on around yeah. so anyway say to yourself right now that I am my commander get in touch with your commander right now because there's not any of us that don't have an addiction of some sort whether it's chocolate or something that we feel we quote-unquote need in order to be happy stay alive or to be healthy and that can even be addicted to things that look like they're good for you it's a matter of getting everything in your life being chosen by your commander not needed by components right, that right. are separate and, yeah. and don't have your total awareness. Yeah, and,
0: uh, I'm, I'm addicted to thinking that I don't have addictions. Okay,
1: cool.
0: There we go. Yeah, no. Hi. So, what's You're pointing going on? at Oh, so the paintings are, okay. So these are the paintings, and I just wanted to do one more thing here. This is the original puddle painting, or so I would call it. Uh, this is obviously not set on Earth, either that or it's Earth, where the oceans are about dried up, but no. This is, yeah, I know that this is the beginning of an entire suite of paintings that I did, based on having whatever the image is reflecting in water below it, but not just water, a specific um, splash of water on the ground. Anyhow, it was a picnic at Lake Puddle, something like that was the name of it. Uh, sunrise at Lake Puddle, sunset at Lake Puddle was the name of it and it's getting bigger. Something like that. Yes. As long as I remember, I'm very very happy. It's very pretty, though. Yeah. And the, um, uh, it's pastel on a very, very sweet piece of paper that I totally love. And it's, um, um, these days, I'm so happy to just to go ahead and paint. And if we're going to do the other one really quickly, and then I would just while they're focusing
1: on that, I just would like to say that it's it's important that we all change and grow. Like you may be an artist one day, an author another day, Mm -hmm. a bowling alley attendant another day. Allow ourselves to change because our interests do change. So
0: oh yeah, absolutely. So the um, original, what the the technique of healing. Okay, and just we'll get to that in a second. Uh, This is. Obviously the globe of the earth, and it looks very much like the earth, possibly a future earth uh, the At the beach which is the connection to the great psyche there exists in my mind evidently this modeling of the world and the footprints at the bottom of the page would imply that somebody walked up to this thing and then vanished and this is just where the person got to the uh, is I'm gonna go to the top of the page as soon as you get down there, but there it is. Those are the footprints. There's the guy standing there in front of the world and he just vanishes, okay? And if he must, then he might have stepped away, but then that is the process. And then this is uh, obviously the Atlantic, further south of here, uh, here being Virginia, where you begin to get those turquoise tones in the water. And then the set of clouds above keep going right. The set of clouds above the whole thing. All right. So anyhow, here's our what our earth could be. And it's all these different hearts and that's who we really are. This is Love World. There we go. That is the process. And quite a few of these, and I'll be doing any number of art shows based on this. Yeah.
1: Um, a, as you know, I'm, my relationship guidance deck is based on all hearts, and so I've Excellent. been drawing hearts for ages, mm-hmm. and um, I don't believe I've uh, shown you the ones, but no. it's, it's funny how so many of them are already exactly the So it yeah. shows you that the, the creative unconscious mind yeah. that people tap into. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love universal the, the I- idea of someone walking yes. up to it, and you and you took the um, image of the tarot, the two of swords, or the concept no of sitting there with the unconscious mind being the ocean behind it. and, and, oh. and, and you know, you, yeah. you didn't visually know that about the tarot, but not at all. You didn't even see my card, so it's it's pretty interesting. It's a universal it truth. Yeah, and I love I love how it's on one of those holders like a globe is so Mm -hmm. you can spin it around even. Yeah, get all the hearts dizzy. Hearts are about movement and flow, Mm -hmm. so it's not something stationary. I just love that one. Oh, thank you. That I love particularly. Mm -hmm. And what I'm working on with Neville, uh, at least this is my desire, is to get your artwork into prints because I know people have to really, would love to have copies of these because they're just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on that. Those of you that are interested, not just art prints, but regular prints that you can um, buy.
0: Large range of available prints. Sizes and types.
1: So, I will be in touch. If you want to get on Telepathic TV's mailing list. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm almost finished with my website. and I'll be Mm -hmm. starting on one for Neville after that.
0: Where we'll put all the art on that as well as other sets. Yes, I will. And if anybody has comments on the paintings, I would always love to hear what people Mm -hmm. have to say. And then I wanted to start um, back on our subject of addiction. And one of the methods of curing addiction is to find the place of that original moment of joy Mm -hmm. that set off the addiction, even though it didn't look uh, the first time you got high or this or that. So if I go to uh, my past and I did a few weeks ago, one of the paintings I did uh, where I was uh, just being taught to paint and I took uh, crimson, and put a splash across Oh yeah, the, I
1: think you brought that last show.
0: Yeah, um, which was a few weeks ago by now, so but still. it's in the still, archives. Yeah, so the, um, this moment was of such profound joy that I have painted for the rest of my life. Okay, uh, that, that that's the point. Now, if someone had said I was guilty for painting, I would have laughed out loud mm-hmm. because this is what I came to the planet to do. I, I, wrote a bunch of books and we've done this show simply forever and all the rest of the counseling you do and the counseling I do, all of this was why we came. But really it, ha- it is the art, it really just is. That's the place I can tell. My heart rate changes when I get an idea uh, of a painting and then it's all I can do not to sketch it. Even during the show I sketch ideas for paintings if they happen to come in while we're here. But when you go back and find an early moment of pleasure no matter what that is, okay? And from there, that's when you found the true you. That's when your soul began to talk to you directly. What was done after that doesn't really make any difference because you're you and the past is not the future. Now, when you find that original moment of joy, whatever that is, duplicate it, do it again, and therein you will become free of your addiction. Therein, I'm not well, saying go smoke a joint. Okay, the idea of the fun that you had, that's what we're talking about. Well,
1: I, I, would, I, I agree, and, and Neville and I did an all-day workshop. This was a number of years back. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we were teaching self-mastery and consciously creating your life mm-hmm. <clears throat> for many, many years before this uh, law of attraction uh, phase has come out, which is Whatever. simply what we yeah. were teaching. <clears throat> but we did something called joy mapping, where we were mapping the joys in your life, and you hear people ask all the time, like, what is my purpose here? Why, why am I here and stuff? And it's in that class that you can really map out why you came and what you brought with you and the skills yeah. and the talents yeah. to show and you all
0: in, that. And in the <coughs> addiction that's keeping you from doing it.
1: But I would like to add something. Mm-hmm. It is going back to that original source of joy and finding out what that is. But even more importantly, or as importantly, it's to find out what made that become guilty for you. What made that stroke across the canvas or that first hit or whatever that is, what made that become guilty for you? And a lot of times it's just this idea that, oh, a person may feel if they're shooting heroin in the mass subconscious mind, oh, that's very addictive and this is a horrible thing. That may be where the shame is coming from. That may be where the guilt is. Maybe it's because you know your mother would be disappointed and you love her and you feel really awful about that. people become addicted to sex because they're looking for a sense of satisfaction, a bonding, a deep connection with someone. But when they go to get to that really deep sacred union, uh, there's a moment of guilt and shame over what they're doing. And so it blocks the the completion of that action to be Mm -hmm. the fulfillment of that. So then they do it again and they look for more and more things that will bust down that wall that they have built within them that's keeping that sense of satisfaction and and fulfillment out. Mm -hmm. So if you go toward the guilt, you're not opening the arena up to become a sex maniac. You are actually opening up, up yourself to become fulfilled which means you never have to step it up and elevate it. Just like with drugs, taking ever-increasing amounts Mm -hmm. because you're attempting to knock that wall down, but then you build a stronger wall. You take more drugs, you build a stronger wall. And it all boils down to you are withholding love from yourself if you are addicted to anything. And the addiction and everything and the original joy are all clues to, to lead you back to how to get out
0: of there. Yeah, very important facts. (laughs) <laughs> and then the idea of the um, finding the original joy, and then um, something has escaped from me. go ahead, just whatever.: it Well,
1: was. I remember something that you used to ask people to do years ago on the show is write down a hundred things that bring you joy, and then you can add things to the list, but never do anything that's not on the list, and that you will be happy forever. Yeah. And, and it was funny because we even had that as homework assignment in some things, and people would not write down what brings them joy. No, it was because easier it to get people them. to write down what yeah. brings them misery.
0: Yeah, and that's that's I mean, for the all whole of us collectively. Premise on the planet, <coughs> doing things that benefit you are, is far more difficult than doing things that are self-destructive.
1: Because but, we're so guilty.
0: Yeah, and. Guilt makes the world go round. This is a ridiculous But, but
1: not with your painting. Your painting says I love never makes made the me world. guilty.
0: I never made me guilty I didn't for painting that. not once ever. No, no I no, no, I, no, I wasn't saying, you're saying, you're saying you were saying that at all. I'm saying that's what happened. That's why I paint for today, because it was acceptable in the family mm-hmm. I was in to be an artist. I know. So yeah. Your mother
1: was an artist as well.
0: And, and dad in his own way.
1: Yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is your painting is talking about love making the world go round because the heart moves. It's yeah. on a globe yeah. axis. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: As opposed to. And Here we have David Ng. Who's David about Ng. to dangle for us.
1: Ooh, dangle. Maybe we could recreate that word. Dingle. This is a guy addicted to duck dangling. Say that four times real fast.
0: This and other things.
1: Expectancy. That's interesting because addiction has a lot to do with expectations, too. You're expecting it to be like the first time. You're expecting this guy to bring you fulfillment. You're expecting this woman to make you feel um, uh, absolved of your past. Yeah, I got the other
0: half of the coin with understanding. Once you can understand your method, once you can understand how it is you're driving yourself, you can be in charge. The idea of addiction is, Predicated on the concept that you are not in command of your own life and command and control Control is a trick and totally fake word as soon as you want to control something you are automatically out of control So we human beings either manipulate and control or we allow or we place no Charge on the situation whatsoever one of the trinities involved And, and
1: we will be doing a show on control as well and so I would remind people to sign up for the newsletter telepathic tv you can go to telepathic and sign up for it there and i'm going to be sending out annou- announcements about the topic and we would love mm-hmm. people to call in so that will give you time to think about the subject matter yeah to call in for any kind and, of and we have um, our caller and okay I, 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 I had an announcement real quick if that's please all right do. um we are doing the new moon this the potluck <coughs> coming up uh soon and my radio show has moved to Tuesdays at 11.30 a.m., so you can even listen to it from your workplace on your lunch break on your computer if you would like. And I send out the link, and um, anybody that's not on the mailing list, if you want, uh, go friend me on Facebook. It's just my name, Mary Phelan. But this week, I'm going to talk about relationships, and I'll be doing relationship readings. So if you would like advice, uh, on relationships, that would be a good time to call
0: in. Yeah, that's okay. good. Okay, And now let's do our caller, and then I want to do one thing before the show closes. Hi, caller, what's your name, please?
2: Hi, Mary Neville, this is uh, Greg. Greg. Oh, hey, Greg, hey, how we doing? What an uh, exceptionally uh, great show tonight. Thank oh, you very thank much you. for that, thank uh, you. that show and preparing for that show. Thank you. Mary, uh, today is the uh, 29th anniversary of my mother passing, and I was wondering if I could get a reading in the hopes, during that reading, of of connecting with her. Okay. And I'll hang up and listen, and uh, it was very nice to talk
0: to both of you again. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Greg.
1: Thank you very much. We
0: love to hear from you. Call in more often, then.
1: Yes, yes, we love to hear from you. Okay, the 29th anniversary. So we'll we'll start out with the cards (coughs) and see what comes through. One of the things that I felt when I first looked at this card is sometimes went right before we pass it may be difficult to move or we can feel restricted by our body even if it's just an illness of some sort and I I just feel this great expansiveness with her and I even heard the word expansive like there that was the moment where where she was able to really let go and thinking speaking of the next card is letting go letting go of that control and I think that one of the things that she is saying is that perhaps in during her life there may have been times where she elected to, to keep things like a little closer to her, um, more in her control. And now she's realizing that maybe sometimes it's okay to just throw that penny into the fountain and see if the wish comes true. And it's like she's encouraging you to open your heart and, and continue living free-flowing. free, free flowing and and letting the things that would come to you come to you without you um, feeling like you have to control or whatever or look at it. Now this is interesting. This is from my spirit animal cards. And this is the dragonfly. And when dragonflies show up, it talks about communication from spirit. Someone from the other side of the veil is communicating with you. And I think that this is such a profound confirmation that your mother is there. I was seeing some colors around her too, and I'm not sure if if this is something that she used to like to wear, but it's a lighter color, like peach or yellow, something like that, that might have been uh, the color of her room or something she liked or a flower she liked. And um, on on a future show, maybe we will do this and and I'll I'll get prepared and tune in and see what else we get. So thank you, thank you for
2: that.
0: Yes, do we have another caller? Yes, hi caller, what's your name, please?
2: Uh, Evan Collinger.
0: Evan, hey how are we Evan. doing, man?
2: Okay, I, I, kinda, I know you're short in time. I kind of had a question, but uh, sure. I'll just make a quick comment. Uh-huh. Um, I know in the book the uh, language codes that could and should kind of negate each other,
0: yeah.
2: but it's kind of my mantra, and I kind of don't do things before. So I think it's in a way it kind of ties in addiction and guilt that maybe before you do it, you should or couldn't. And I, I know you're probably good at two words you probably hate, but to me, Not I hate. before I ever do it, Mm-hmm. I always say could before I do it. Yeah, so I, I just want your feelings on that. And oh, absolutely with
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that empowers you massively. You can do anything you decide to do, and that includes and walking of through walls. saying I should,
1: I should mop the floor. Yeah. But that's what Evan's saying guilt. is in your book, you say I could mop the floor, which is a whole different thing. It puts the power back in yeah. you. Then you should have it. put your power in this some nebulous guilt fog right. right. cloud thing.
0: <clears throat> and that's yeah, Evan, thank you for that. Yeah, your that's, language
1: codes books really are a gift to the universe.
0: Thank for sure. you for saying so. And they'll yeah, there was they'll,
1: they'll go down in history
2: for sure.
0: Kind of you to mm-hmm. say. And we have our next caller. Hi caller, what's your name, please?
2: Hi, I'm Diane. Diane, Hi, Diane, what
0: can we do for you? Hey, thank
2: you. I'm enjoying your show so much. Oh, I was thank calling you. to see if I can get a reading. Wow, that would be wonderful.
1: I'd be happy to. And actually the topic tonight was suggested by a viewer and maybe I will get her name to thank her personally before we hang up. And we're low on time.
0: Five okay, minutes more.
1: The first card we get, it's talking about that sometimes we, and, and this is the same thing for addiction, we create the dark night of our soul, this rock bottom. It's like jumping into a pool. If people keep pulling that rock bottom out from under you, you're never going to get to the bottom of the pool and push yourself back up. And I, I feel like you've gone through some things. This could be a breakup or something that you've gone through in the past, something that has uh, maybe, maybe turned you inward, being more self... self um, Uh, self-reflective or introspective and this card is talking about the meditation and if you look at the labyrinth it's something that you can just keep going in and then work yourself back out And it and it's uh it's kind of like knitting your consciousness you're knitting and you're creating something by by doing this pattern over and over again so it's encouraging you to get into meditation and remember that the butterfly and the caterpillar may seem like very different things and so how can they be the same being? But really who we were contributes to who we are and who we are now contributes to who we will be. And so it's better to focus on who we are now because that's really where we have the power. But there is a lot of change coming up and I think you're going to be recognized in a good way more than you have been in a, a long time or ever before. Yeah, even.
0: Oh, very be good. good. Okay. okay. And we have another. Okay. Hi caller, what's your name please? Hello. Say hello.
1: Hi, you're on the air.
0: Yeah, we're, we've got about one more second. Okay, I had wanted to talk about... Okay, uh,
1: if you're holding finding, on the line, speak now. Um,
0: I had wanted to talk about the idea of finding the original joy, and I had wanted to talk about the idea of um, joy as a birthright that we all have, and that you can have joy any time. Here's the formula, it's one of the trinities that opens clearly to the fourth dimension, and this is understandable. So then uh, everything is mandated by decision. Conscious decision didn't say that. Everything that happens is because of decision. Once there is a decision made, then there's a, a, a list, an initiative that you follow to accomplish the goal that that particular decision represents. Once you accomplish the goal, There is joy. It may be a nanosecond long, but nonetheless, once you've accomplished it, there is the joy. And then the joy leads to uh, meditation. And then the meditation will lead to another decision, another initiative, another goal accomplished, and then another joy. And that can be the spiral that we travel through life. Okay, And that is this process. So the, the removing addictions from your life is figuring out where there is an initiative of joy and then going to that place instead of going to whatever the addiction is. And that's, in so many words, how to free yourself from addiction. It's just just create joy instead of this nonsense. And there's nowhere you get education like this. There just isn't. Yes, there and is. Yes. Right here yes this program yeah that's well, there's what a know. lot
1: of places but i think that uh, one of the things we do is put things maybe um down to earth and really our show is about how to do this stuff in your real life yes instead of it, it being an inspiring book which i think is wonderful or mm-hmm. a list of techniques it's about hearing this stuff re- repeated in many different angles and applying it to your life and different people's lives oh styles.
0: absolutely yeah I had read an interesting so, statistic that stated that I, I just, the. Go ahead, finish your uh, thought, and it. I want to get to. You can this get in. me
1: on Blog Talk Radio Tuesday at 30, er, eleven thirty a.m. Go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. And meet us at Ruby Tuesdays right now. So if what is it's Thursday the one night. thing? Uh, oh, uh, Marianne Rada wrote that Rada wrote that um, uh, the mass majority of the light workers on the planet Earth at this moment are under five years old. The mass, mass, mass majority of the light workers. They're going to transmute our planet, our under five. And you can see that in the Calvin. All right. Mm-hmm. Any so questions?
1: It was our, we're going to do parenting coming up. We've got a lot of good show ideas, so thank you to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like Telepathic TV page, and it uh, would be a good way yeah. for all of us to stay in touch. It was our Excellent. joy and honor to take you to the door tonight. And um, we would love it that you have a different view on addiction now. Yeah, and give some insight, and it was a good choice to walk it through the door. And beats
0: stay in where you are. And. Okay.